Hello, everyone. Before this episode begins, we just have a nice little exciting announcement for you. Henry, would you like to announce it? Yeah. We are going to start a, another weekly show within Frames and Fools um, called I See Dead Movies, where we watch uh, flops. We watch movies that either commercially or critically were not well-received and we watch them and kind of give them a fair shake. We're more interested in actually giving the movies kind of a fair chance and kind of uh, exploring, yeah, exploring the the story of their production, what went wrong, why they didn't uh, get the attention or the money that they were hoping for. And uh, yeah, it's this, it's a topic that fascinates us and we'd like to, you know, explore it a bit more with an eye towards potentially what makes them really good. Um, so we're really excited about that. And that's going to start coming out every week as well as our frames and pools episodes. Yeah. It's going to be very, it's going to be a lot of fun. Those will be coming out on Wednesdays. Uh, so Monday you can listen to our main show and then Wednesdays, if you want a little extra fun, we'll have that other series that'll be around for you to keep you company. So check out, I see dead movies premiering this Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Now, to the main uh, production or the to our feature presentation. Bum, 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 mm. Well, here we are yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> here we are yet again. Uh, <laughs> hey, Hen- hey, Henry. I had a crazy experience the other day. Yeah. I was just walking down the street and I saw a guy that kind of looked like me and then he tried to kill me. <laughs> that's that's wild because I saw a guy that looked like he was twice my age and I just was overcome with this sudden urge to go beat the shit out of him and hit him with Whoa. my motorcycle repeatedly. <laughs> Isn't that that's what a crazy that is wild? Oh, that's Jesus. really wild. Well, here we are yet again. Do you find your thumb in a I do find my thumb set. Do you find your thumb in a Just tell him. Ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Frames and Fools. I'm Dylan. And I'm Henry. And this is a movie podcast where me and Henry, two longtime buddies, talk about movies and what not. Uh, I thought there was going to be like, and what not to say when talking about movies. I thought there was a counterpoint to that. Not to say, uh, no, there wasn't. It was just. This is our movie etiquette podcast where you learn how to sound vaguely intelligent <laughs> while talking about movies. And um, what not to do in the movie what theater. what not to do. Also. <laughs> movie theater etiquette with Henry and Dylan. Uh, we watched Gemini Man from 2019. Gemini Man. Which feels like a long time ago. A long, long. I honestly, when, when you suggested this, Mm-hmm. I thought I had I could have sworn this came out like two years ago. 
it really felt like it had it was just an old movie mm. even though what did it go up against in the theaters it got its ass kicked by well joker still had legs so one of the things that doomed this was joker kind of sucked up all the buzz yeah joker uh the adams family and oh. gemini man so it wasn't like a big it didn't really have to beat anything. It just had to from be from what it looks like. Oh. <laughs> it just had to be. Yeah, exactly. Do we uh do we go into our movie moments? Yeah, before we uh start talking about the movie, we like to do a little thing called movie moments, which is a uh, moment from one of or both of our weeks that felt like a movie. So, uh Henry, take it away. Hey, With your movie moment that's of me. the week. Um, life can feel pretty, uh, uh, what's the word I'm searching for? Depressing these days? <laughs> I, I was going to say like homogenous or just kind of bland and all the days bland. are starting mm-hmm. to blur together. So um, mm-hmm. one thing that I forgot as an option is you can just go for a drive. You can just, with Dude, no destination. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. There's a lot of beautiful mountains near where I live, and driving up in them thar hills was really nice. And I forgot how beautiful California really is. So that was just nice. And there were some twisty roads where I alternatively felt like I was in a cool car scene, driving around, leaning into the turns. And then I, you know, burst out into this break in the trees and just see rolling mountains and forests and shit. And mm-hmm. Oh, By golly, nice. it, it fills the soul just a little bit. That's awesome. That sounds like a good movie moment. Uh, mine, I didn't really get out of the house a lot this week. Um, I mostly just kind of... St- Why is that, Dylan? Um, well, there's a pandemic. Uh, oh, that's thought, one of the reasons. I thought this was going to lead into uh, like a baseball thing, like you've just been watching more baseball than usual. Oh, I didn't, well, no, I have I didn't I have mean been... to make it sound like... <laughs> Sad or I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Well, one, there's a pandemic. Uh, two, I just uh, I have been watching a lot more baseball. That's not the reason why I haven't left my house, but I've been playing a video game called Ghosts Ghost of Tsushima, and I've you just get to be a samurai. So my movie moment is literally just like I've just been playing a samurai game for the past three days. <laughs> It looks really cool. It feels cool, like I'm in a samurai though. movie. <laughs> yeah. Looks super it's, cool, though. It's super pretty, and uh, so I haven't been doing anything cinematic, but my fingers have uh, mm. in the video game world. So that's yeah, unfortunate, but that's my movie moment of the week. Nice, nice. Okay, Gemini man. Of video games. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about a movie speaking that feels games. strangely like a video game, and we'll get into the why. Video game. Oh yeah. boy. Do we want? Um, let's 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 talk about the behind the scenes before we get it. into our first impressions. Yeah. So I, I want to kick this off. Can I kick off the behind the scenes with a small little uh, piece of trivia? I'll hold the ball down with a finger, and then you you okay. punt it. You ready? Here you go. There <laughs> yeah, you go. Okay. It's all set up, and go. This is from the IMDb trivia page, and it says, This is Jerry Bruckheimer's longest gestating movie. 
which is just it's a been very in weird his <laughs> digestive tract. Just you know, or I guess yes, it, it, longest, it'd be in his uterus, right? If it's gestating, I guess. I mean, a lot of things can gestate, right? We're showing our ass on how much we know about vocabulary I mean, <laughs> and words. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of things can gestate. I don't know. Yeah, that was just a very weird like sentence for trivia. This is his longest gestating that, that gets film. He's thrown been, like, around. It's it's a funny way to say it, but I've definitely heard it gestating. before. The word gestating. Yeah, in in regards to scripts yeah. and projects and things. So, it's very Darren weird. Lemke, uh, who is also he's a writer, also written uh, Shrek Forever After, Jack the Giant Slayer, hey. Turbo, hey. to name a few. Hey. Hey. Uh, wrote the initial script <laughs> in 1997. Um, since then, many different names have been attached to direct it, including Top Gun's Tony Scott, who's no longer with us, uh, Curtis Hansen of Eight Mile and L.A. Confidential Fame, and a guy named Joe Carnahan, who's done Smoke and Aces, The A-Team, and a couple other movies like it. The other two credited writers include Billy Ray and... Uh, David Benioff of Game of Thrones fame, who also wrote Troy and X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> many expensive writers were brought in to touch up and redraft the script across the years, with Benioff specifically being paid $2 million in 2007 to take a stab at it. So wow, uh, we'll get into the technology as well, but the script was expensive, not only was the technology the, expensive, but they threw yeah, lots of money at this baby trying money. to get it off the ground. That's so weird. It was originally written for Clint Eastwood, which would have been wild. Do that we want to like, just knock this out right at the top, the long list of people who have been attached to this at one point or another? I mean, I only have two that got me excited. The Clint Eastwood one was one. But the one that really got me excited is Nick Cage was supposed to do this for like six years or something. And he eventually dropped out because he talked Jerry Bruckheimer into going to Sorcerer's Apprentice. So he talked Jerry Bruckheimer to be like, no, let's not do this one. Yeah, let's go do Sorcerer's Apprentice. Which, the movie <laughs> yeah. we all know and love, 2010's Sorcerer's Apprentice. I would, this would have kicked ass with Nick Cage. I gotta be perfectly honest. This would have been awesome. Well, because he adds a certain <laughs> zany madness yes. to movies <laughs> that... You kind of you're buckled in because his Zany comforting off the wall presence lets yeah. you believe shit. I've always yeah. I've always felt that with him. Zany. If he's involved, you kind of go, Okay, I know what this is. This All is right. cool. I'm just imagining CGI Nick Cage zany eyes. Like young Nick Cage oh, zany man. eyes. Yeah, that would have been quite a <laughs> trick animating that. So here's the list I found. Awesome. This is taken from Do Wikipedia. It. I somewhat double-checked it. I looked through the sources. Um, so take all this with a grain of salt. But this is the list of actors attached to play the lead role at one point or another. Harrison Ford, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, Chris O'Donnell, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Kevin Costner, Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Bruce Willis, John Travolta, John Voight, Denzel Washington, Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood, Gerard Butler, Nick Nolte, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, and Sean Connery. So literally ev all of them. Yes. Just everyone. <laughs> everyone got a call about this. Everyone has read this script. Yeah, a leading action man in Hollywood uh, got a call or was tapped at one point, apparently, to that's star incredible. in this. Um, and as we that all know, it landed in the very capable hands of one Will Smith. 
Will uh, Smith and his younger self. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing is just a a long list of names and things that those people did uh, because it's changed <laughs> hands so many times. I mean, the cinematographer yeah. that ended up doing it, uh, Dion Bibe, Bibi, uh, mm. also shot uh, Green Lantern, Gangster Squad, Edge of Tomorrow, Into the Woods, Mary Poppins Returns, <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha, Collateral, and Equilibrium, among others. That's a crapshoot of films. It is. Like, some of those, I get it. Some of those, <laughs> like, I, I see Equilibrium on there. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Action, kind of, like, smooth and ooh, you know. Equilibrium's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. But then Mary Poppins Returns, which is a beautiful, fun movie that doesn't seem it like seems it fits like, in that, that list. I, well, it to me, it seems like it fits in the list because a lot of those movies are very uh, special effects heavy. So when you have a cinematographer who's used to working with a lot of special effects, you know, or VFX, sorry, um, like got that makes sense to, to pick somebody like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know you're recreating Will, so mm-hmm. you're gonna you need somebody who kind of knows how to create within a you know virtual yeah. landscape. I guess for sure. Mm. Uh, directed, yeah. of course, by Ang Lee, who also did Ang. Uh, the one with Eric Bana, I will note. Yes. Life of Pi, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, among others. Yes, uh, yes, and the, his most the one that he made before this. Uh, what was it called? Billy, some Billy, somebody's like long halftime walk. Yeah, yeah, which he also yeah. shot in 4K 3D, a hundred and thousand frames mm-hmm. a second or whatever. Yeah, they referred to the way <laughs> this was shot as 3D plus. That's how they kind of marketed it. Uh, shot it in 120 frames per second, which is much, much higher than the typical 24 frames per second. Uh, Our eyes as humans are used to around 24 frames a second, and we perceive that as realistic cinematic motion. Uh, These days you see things shot with higher frame rates uh, to differing effects. Um, The Hobbit famously had a 40 frames per second uh, experiment of its own which I found to be weirdly smooth, made it feel like a video game. The effects looked nice, uh, but it made costumes, props, sets look terrible. Um, Terrible, yeah. And I had to keep this in mind, the whole 120 frames a second thing while watching it because I swear to God, you'll be watching a scene and there was this vibe where everything kind of looked like it was on green screen and there was almost this halo outline sort of thing around people and the lighting was funky and it always felt like it was awkward and off. And I imagine a lot of that is due to the fact that I'm watching this on an iPad and whenever FPS, it got downgraded to, and they had to, you know, shoot it with weird light because they're shooting in 120 frames a second. Uh, You might know more about that. that I'm, I'm, I'm curious if that was to help, um, create fake will. Apparently it made it way harder. Oh, really? Okay, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> it, it made it like four times the amount of work because then they ended up having to go in and there was still so a lot of this frames. that was rotoscoped and it was still frame by frame. Yeah. So it essentially yeah, quadrupled yeah. a lot of the work that had to be done. <laughs> Weta um, Digital's like, fuck, dude, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> yeah. So I, so because originally I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, they, they did this because it's going to be more forgiving for the effects. It, 
seems like more so it's just Ang Lee on this mission since, you know, since Life of Pi, since other things, he starts exploring 3D. Yeah. He's just, just kind of on weird. this mission to push 3D and push higher frame rates as this like immersive cinematic experience where it feels or just visual effects in general more real like, than cinema. He's trying to push it, push that envelope constantly, and that's kind of just it. There were already like it's already this project that had been gestating since 1997 <laughs> and had all this trouble getting <laughs> off the let's ground. Get weird. So yeah. then on top of it, he chose to go with yeah. the frames per second and to go with the crazy 4k 3d that most theaters aren't even equipped. I don't think any theaters are equipped to show anyway. So there's like a lot that they're just throwing on the pile. Um, yeah. It honestly, I, there were a few shots that irked me. Um, but on a second watch, it didn't bother me as much as it did on the first watch. Maybe I just got used to it, uh, but it I, looked I think relatively that's what it is. normal to me. It didn't really fuck with me. That's the only way I can believe they made this and didn't realize every single day that they were doing something super strange is if this is all you're watching, it starts to look normal. But then the second you go back to something more traditional, something yeah, it feels weird. Um, one of the things he said, wild. I don't have the direct quote, but I'll paraphrase. He was saying, we no longer say color film anymore, right? We refer to black and white movies and silent films as those things because that mm-hmm. was the standard and it got usurped. So yeah. in his mind, he's picturing cinema moving past 24 frames a second into like this new thing. Wild. And that, I know. So like in his mind, it, it truly sounds <laughs> like some kind of, crusade that he's on you gotta have those people man you gotta have those people that are just gonna push and do this is what i imagine george lucas would be doing like if he just didn't stop making movies he'd be doing a bunch of weird shit like this and people be like this looks like shitty and weird because that's his thing he loves technical stuff right not to go on a george lucas rant but i feel like he's always been more interested in the technological side of things than he is in the pushing the limits, you know, actual cinematic side. I might be going out on a limb, but it's like James Cameron. There's all Mm -hmm. sorts of filmmakers that kind of have that. Uh, We can talk about the effects for a second. Um, So this started back in 1997. Um, Disney bought a company called dream quest images, renamed it uh, the secret lab and started or started throwing money into what they called the Human Face Project. Uh, they debuted a short film in 2002 where they had an actor interact with a younger version of himself. You should go watch it. Uh, you can find it on Vimeo. It's eerie. It's weird. It's impressive for 2002. Um, and it's promising, but like that's that's one of the things that kind of hamstrung this movie from the beginning was that technology was never quite there. And it looks like it pushed uh-huh. a lot of innovation in other realms and they've done some interesting things with it. Um, yeah. And I think it's worth noting at the top, this isn't the same as de-aging, like the kind of stuff that's happening on uh, the Irishman, for yeah, example, a, or things a, like that. Yeah. It's a different it's, it's basically a mask. It's basically a digital mask that is made up of so much data that you've pulled from someone's facial scans, um, archival footage of them, 
and you're essentially building a digital version of someone that is deeper well, than their skin and it's down to like the pores and it's down to the melanin that light bounces off of subcutaneously and then you it's, use their performance to slap all that data onto. Well, it's basi- it, it's essentially just mocap. When you said they did it all CG, I didn't realize I when you told me that, I thought they just created this guy and it was all just like in computer shit and I was like, "Oh," and then I looked it up, but it's essentially just mocap. It's like when you see the the shitty Marvel aliens, they do mocap for that, and they created you know an alien mm-hmm. face, and they put it on. It's essentially that, but with a human face. That's yeah. basically what it is. So Weta Digital did a lot of this, um, and they actually pioneered some very expensive and very in-depth technologies that allowed them to create such a detailed CGI performance. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things I saw, kind of mentioned it, but... They looked at the shifting shapes of pores on faces and how that affected microexpressions. Um, they wrote new programs that looked at how light is dispersed subcutaneously, so under the skin, and how it mm-hmm. interacts with melanin. And there's a few other pigments in the skin that um, affect the way light goes in and then actually comes out. Um, they looked uh-huh. at how blood flow gets restricted in uh, parts of your face when you make different facial expressions and how that can affect the colors and textures. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it, it basically sounded like they were just trying to conquer the uncanny valley. Like they were just trying really fucking hard to fu- figure out what the secret sauce <laughs> yeah. was or the secret sauce is because they figured out it was many, yeah. many things coming together. Um, yeah. So that's kind that's of pretty wild. a super brief overview of the digital side, the way they actually shot it, which I didn't know when we watched it. Um, they did kind of the parent trap thing. It really is still kind of the most effective way to do it. They did A-B coverage with Will Smith performing with an actor in the A take on location, then going back to film the B take on a green screen. Um, the character, yeah. after they got his performance, was entirely CGI. But it was based on his performance as a reference, including dual cameras recording his face with reference points painted. Um, and those were shooting in 120 frames as well yeah. to match the footage. Yeah. Um, one That's of the wild, interesting man. things, dude, it's, it is wild. Like I, I admire the work that went in. It makes me ask yeah. some big questions about this though. But one of the cool things I found out was <laughs> on set, um, Ang Lee often asked Smith to act slightly worse when filming – junior side of the scenes because in the 25 years since the 90s he's actually become more nuanced as an actor as people tend to do um and they wanted to capture that <laughs> same youthfulness of the fresh prince era smith because part of what they were figuring yeah. out was people are so familiar with young will smith's on-screen presence and energy that uh-huh. you kind of you're forced to imitate that otherwise people reject it out of pocket like they see it and people at screenings were saying things like, oh, it feels like Will Smith's cousin or somebody. Like they would, there'd be this layer that got introduced if it wasn't right on the fucking money. Um, That's so weird. I got to say, they they went for to, you know, eliminate the uncanny valley, but mm -hmm. it's still there. It was really good. Let me tell you. There were some shots that were really incredible. But, and there's a... F- Man, yeah. yeah, but then there's also moments like, we'll get to the weird the um, strip search scene, but there's a couple uh, moments ooh, I filmed with ooh. my phone where 
there's like this weird floating bobblehead thing that looks very yeah. video gamey. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable. Something, yeah. I don't know what it is and I don't know where it comes from. I can't describe it properly, but there's this bobblehead yeah. sort of like he does it and your your yeah. human brain goes that's not human. Like I don't I don't know what yeah. that is, but I don't like that. I think what helps but also deters from it is that young will in this character is like a stone cold killer so he doesn't Mm -hmm. really have to make a lot of facial he doesn't really have to do a lot he just kind of has to stand there and look mean um but i think that also kind of makes it feel like a video game too because he's not really doing anything he's just kind of floating kind of standing there yeah and then saying something every now and then and being like all the time and (laughs) yeah which yeah i will say then in the scene where he confronts um clay varus his adoptive father I guess you could say yeah. when he confronts him mm-hmm. rewatching that scene was very impressive the lighting in that room I think That's is great. the most flattering it could be and yeah. it is possible to get lost in that performance until they hug but up until that really incredible and great job to everyone involved there are scenes and moments where this really shines um, cool. which brings me to my just overall thoughts and question yes how so they did all that work and they you know went to all these great lengths and they did it for such a cliche Lame. flimsy plot <laughs> like how did a movie think, that was in development since 1997 keep such a lightweight and unconvincing plot i think that's exactly it i think because it, i think when somebody read this in 1998 they were like oh shit this is fucking awesome so like they <laughs> Just kept it, and we're like, we're going to make this someday. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. And then at a certain point, obviously, they gave it to other writers to, like, try to update it and stuff. But if this was made in, like, 2001, I think Mm -hmm. it'd be a classic. I think it'd be fucking rad. Yeah. And I'll say it feels like um, an offshoot of, like, the Bourne movies, for example. It it feels very much in that early 2000s agent on the run from his own government he's the best at what he does kind of thing yeah and then they yeah just yeah it's very throw in a clone subplot to make yeah. it stand out but it feels very much like that which yeah knowing that this was in development around the same time something like Born. you know the born movies yeah. were coming out it really explains a lot because yeah this movie feels as tired as will smith looks in this movie yeah man that's exactly the thing for me is that I didn't think it was necessarily like bad. I just thought it was like a serviceable action movie. Yeah. Like I, I even the visuals even. didn't didn't super bother me too much. Like yeah. there's some shots that are weird, but I could say that about some Marvel movies. There's some fucking like weird mm-hmm. shots that I'm like, that looks bad. So like it was fun. There were mm-hmm. some fun sequences. There was some weird shit that I didn't very much didn't like. Um but young Will looks great. <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm so like i'm so like uh lukewarm about this i have no like totally super strong well, and, feelings and about young it young will looks great except for the moments that they thought were going to be the draw right like watching young will talk to somebody and get emotional is pretty breathtaking uh-huh. watching young yeah. will fight modern day will in the catacombs and their bodies yeah. just because of and that's the problem is there's so many things layered on top of one another. You don't know if it's the weird yeah. frame rate. You don't know if it's yeah. the way they shot it. You don't know if it's the yeah. technological processes. 
Um, oh, the other thing, Ang Lee really wanted to. Weird. He comes from obviously he did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, so he's got this sort of pedigree of making movies that background. do have, yeah, combat in them. And what he wanted to do with yeah. this, um, especially because you are paying so much attention to the way people are hitting each other, and you're making that look convincing. He wanted to yeah. create, I think he called it messy fighting. He wanted to also create action that didn't feel like two stunt performers going through a choreographed fight. He wanted to make it feel messier. So then Tired, you're watching eh? it. Tired. And there's so many things <laughs> happening all the time. And some of it it's been works, done. but some of it feels weird. I like, guess that's what this whole movie feels like. Angley was like, we're doing all of this for the first time. And then you watch it and you're like, no, you did some cool <laughs> stuff, but you definitely didn't do all of this for the first time. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's really taken that stance, especially with like, I can understand why Disney was like so intent on making this movie specifically because of, you know, we get to see, wasn't there another one with young Will? Or no, uh, young Johnny Depp, uh, Graham Off Tarkin, fucking, they're just, Disney's going to town now with like the young actor thing. So mm-hmm. it seems like they've been putting in the work for the past 20 years to be able to do this shit, which yeah. is some like super villainy levels of. Uh, yeah, well, and there's some pretty horrifying ideas that kind of come about as a result of just thinking about this for more than just as a film on its own merits. The idea that. Somewhere there are, I don't know what the step above terabytes <laughs> is, but there are thousands of those, and there's a yeah. digital version of 23-year-old Will Smith. Will Smith, and yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. I read so many different articles trying to pin down like some of the ramifications, and everyone declined to comment on it except for Will Smith because I think he can kind of just say whatever he wants. Will Smith, but yeah. people kept asking, they're like, so who owns that likeness now that you put all that work in? And all I could determine from Will Smith himself was he uh-huh. controls his likeness, but they control the data. So so they control fake him, but he controls what they do with fake him? No, I think it's the other way around. I think he controls his face and likeness, but they control oh. Basically, his digital body. I don't think they have the right to like use yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. But all the stuff that they learn from that, you can simply go in. I don't know how easy it is, but I mean, we're already hearing about um, what's the one they wanted to do a movie and like have oh, James Dean in it. James Dean and come back. Yeah, his estate was like sure or something like that, and it was like, oh my god, yeah. no, don't please. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and but that's what we're seeing now is kind of this idea yeah. of we're getting closer to the time where you can. Make somebody be in your movie. And and you'll still need actors. The scary thing for me is like it's going to get good enough to a point where we're already seeing deep fakes that are – it's free software. And they're not as convincing as this. But you don't really need to be all that convincing to, for example, put out a terrifying like press release or like have a fake video of someone declaring war. Then all of a sudden everyone's – yeah. Jumping at buttons. It sounds, you know, tinfoil hatty, yeah. but there's a lot of scary things like that. Or if someone signs on the wrong line and they sign their like eternal likeness away to someone like Disney, that's the scary thing. Will Smith is smart enough yeah. to not do that. 
But what about young upcoming star who is like, sure, I'll jump in your scanning machine for like a week and I'll do all the different facial expressions so that you have a full encyclopedia of me. I think it's like a money thing because then imagine like, yeah, young new actor scans their fucking face in when this gets really good. And then Disney's mm-hmm. like, deuces, we're not going to pay you $20 million to make this movie because we can have Joe Nobody make it for, do the performance for like $100,000 and boom, slap your face on there mm-hmm. and call it a day. Like, that yeah. sounds terrifying. That sounds absolutely terrifying. But that's yeah. way off into the future, I think. I hope. I don't know, man. Sweet Christ. I really Let's... don't know. <laughs> I feel like they're they're breaking ground much quicker and it's rapidly advancing, right? Like it took 20 years to reach this point, but now that we're here, yeah. You're seeing it in all these different avenues. The thing about the James Dean thing specifically is maybe I'm just so exhausted with everything. Uh but when I heard that, I was like, all right, yeah. Let's see what that looks like. Like No. <laughs> It's very I just like it. fuck it, fuck it, man. Like I, I, like there's a part of me that says I shouldn't like this, but maybe I'm just so exhausted that I'm like, yeah, do whatever, just go for it. I, I could care less anymore. When it's gonna get weird too, where it's like, think about too something like Indiana Jones. You and I were just talking about the new Indiana Jones movie that's coming out, and it's gonna star. Yeah. I love the guy, but old as shit, Harrison Ford. And you know what they're going to do? They're also going to, oh, they're going to fucking do a young Harrison Ford thing because that's what well, Disney loves to do. But that's they're what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying is like, that's within reach now where you have these various franchises where all throughout the years before this technology was a thing, people were like looking at their watches like, oh man, time's running out for another Indiana Jones movie. Crystal Skull comes out and people thought he was too old then. It's yeah. like, what a decade times, later and they're making another o- one? time is out and, yeah <laughs> and now it's a kind of thing where it's like oh shit well if someone's just a bankable star we'll just scan them in and then we don't have to worry about how old they get it's i mean okay hypothetical this is we're getting on slide of a, a little bit of a tangent but hypothetical if they said and harrison ford was like yeah i'm cool with this we're okay. gonna make an indiana jones movie it's just young indiana jones but it's it's just fake Harrison Ford. Yeah. As like younger normal Harrison Ford and it's the whole movie like that. Would you watch that? I mean, I'd watch it. I don't know how I'd feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would need to see no, that. No, of course. But, yeah, yeah. But it's it's oh man, I don't know cuz it'd be wild. The other thing about it, the other thing about it too is like especially once you know it is so hard to not think about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you can't put it. You can't put it out of your mind. Social Network, for example, Army Hammer playing the yeah. Winklevoss twins, right? And yeah. people didn't really know who it was at that point, so they thought it was just twins. Me Once too. Once you go yeah, back and watch I, yeah. it, you just look at it. You're like, whoa! Like you just like you just stare <laughs> at it. Whoa. So this movie too, they don't shy away from the fact that when they show him, they're showing off, right? Yeah. And that was something I had to kind of look past where I'm watching this mediocre action movie. And then I'm looking forward to when he's on screen because I get to distract myself from said mediocre action movie by judging how well they created the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 2019. So, (laughs) yeah, that's that's the weirdness for me is I don't think it's ever going to get to a point where they're like the new Indiana Jones movie coming out this May. Um, 
is set in between Temple of Doom and Last Crusade and is just Dude. another adventure. And then you go and you watch it and you're like, what, what have the we done? Fuck? Like, we've played God. <laughs> like, there is a part of me that wants to sit in that movie theater and go, what have we done? Just this, this like cynical part of me, just because yeah. it would be wild. Just watching totally. an, two hours of CGI Harrison Ford. Um, yeah. Let's get in, into the movie, though, because let's it's, we've. Jump <laughs> on in. Let's jump right in. Um, yep. I'm, first off, I'm going to say I'm really bummed that the young guy at the beginning, his friend, died so quickly because when he showed up as his, like, uh, on the yacht? spy partner, on no, not on the yacht. At the very beginning, the young oh, kid yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's spotter. partnered with. Yeah. Yeah. His spotter. He seemed like a cool guy. And then they just Dude, like. For real. No offense to uh, Benedict Wong, but like you start off a movie and you introduce us to this guy who clearly has rapport with Will Smith and some chemistry. And then yeah. you kill him off they super seem quick. Cool. Like, with like hell? a weird I, jump cut. Did you did you notice when when the young kid dies? Will yeah, Smith, his house his is getting raided. Yeah, and it yeah, cuts yeah. closer to his face. I thought it was a mistake at first. And then I watched it again, and I was like, they're, what the fuck is that? I think they don't trust the audience to know that he got shot over the phone, so they're trying to make it more dramatic. That's fair. Because I actually didn't know he got shot over the phone. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> The first time I watched it, I didn't know. So this movie also does weird dramatic zoom-ins and zoom-outs and things yeah. like that to to give you either give you information or try to make you feel a certain type of way. Like when she sees uh young, young will up close the first time it does this crazy yes. zoom into her face. And she's like, my God. And he does look great yeah. in that scene. So I felt the same way, but the music didn't change. And then it cut back to him. It's and the rest of the weird. scene was very serene and slow paced. And it was, so this movie has yeah. a weird thing about like, I don't know, trying to make sure that you got information by doing weird camera shit. Which yeah. maybe that's an Ang Lee thing. Is it Ang Lee? It's, I think it's Ang. I've, I've heard many people say Ang Lee. All right. Anyway, many, I just, it many crossed people. my mind. It might have been a Tony Peroni moment. Um, Tony Peroni. Tony Peroni. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you want to, what do you want to jump in on? We got I, a whole I, lot of I don't have to, a whole, I honestly like the, I had such minimal notes for this one because I was like, I don't, this is just so, like, bland. Like, I, I had, like, the product placement is, like, really wild in this. There are products everywhere you go. There's, like, the Coca-Cola shit. Just, like, boom. Nice cold can of Coke. <laughs> yeah. We both had the same moment where, when I was watching this, I thought, the DIA? What the hell? And I thought yeah. it was, like, a weird... Ooh. Action movie going on like the CIA. Nope, it's real as hell. It's the yeah. think, defense intelligence agency. Um, kind of weird. I've never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel um, like I've heard it before, but I never actually like. I don't know, cared to look it up. It sounds like the CIA and the DEA like Had got a, a little kid. drunk one night, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Had a little kid. So the, I mean, one I, of the highlights <laughs> of this movie for me always, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is just awesome. She's just my favorite. She's and got movies a good vibe. always. Yeah. She's just the best. Um She looks a so lot like one of my great. former coworkers, and I didn't realize that Wild. until uh yeah, halfway between halfway 
into our watching of it, and I thought, ah, damn yeah. It. And then past that, I can't not see it. So it's um, wild. But she was great in this. Just yeah, fantastic. she's good. She didn't I, have a huge role, but no. And her character had this weird. Um, you could tell that it was originally a romantic interest. Uh, at and then some they point tried to skirt the it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they tried to skirt it and just be like, no, yeah. she's just a badass lady agent who's, you know, caught up in this thing. And they yeah. kind of, I don't know, it, it's it's odd. There's, There's like this a part ghost, of me. Ghost of a former draft that kind of follows her character throughout the whole thing. There's a, like a very small part of me that wishes that they kind of just would have stuck to their guns of the 90s script and been like, you know what? She's the love interest. Let's try not to make this. They end up randomly kissing, like second act, like yeah, like let's not try to make this like any like better than it actually is. Let's just lean into the shittiness of it. She's just the love interest, like because I could imagine that. Oh man, just being bad, but also it just like well, good, the, bad. I think the other thing that <laughs> undermined that was like Benedict Wong shows up and he's supposed to be like this old buddy of uh, Henry Brogan, the main character. And they had all these moments, they had all these moments where they tried to give you like the, I don't know what the dynamic is, but like, um, the gang's all here. We're all these badasses. We've known each other a long time. There's the new person on the team. They tried to have that and I never really believed it. I never really bought into it. I never really felt it. Yeah. There's never Even the action they're team all good assembled. actors and like they all yeah. have like he's the pilot. She's the agent in over her head with no demerits. He's the agent yeah. assassin. Like it's all there and it never felt right. One never of the really moments happens. where I had that was they were at the spa <laughs> in Budapest, this beautiful spa. And they're yeah. all wearing terry cloth robes and they're sitting around talking about stuff. <laughs> and there's a few scenes like this where they're sitting around talking and this is where you're supposed to have like Go watch The Old Guard on Netflix. That's a movie that does the gangs all here, sort of. Yeah. We all know each other and we have history. And it does it well. And it's, I, I can't put my finger on it. It's just something about the the casualness that people speak to each other and like the cliche action movie well, implied also, lines where they're like, oh, you remember Sarajevo in 63? <laughs> Barely got yeah. out of that one alive. Like, But they also don't really give around. Benedict Wong anything to do and they don't give... Mary Elizabeth Winstead really anything to do. They're both just kind of there. He's the reason they get from country to country. And she, you know, she's a way of talking between the two Will Smiths and other things. It's if if he actually did something with the team instead of just transferring them, that mm-hmm. may have made them feel more like a duo. And if she kind of held her own with things, because she only one is used as bait at the end. And two mm-hmm. is just attacked in her house and just like uh, takes this dude's teeth out. And like, that's really it. Like other than that, she's just kind of around and yeah. it doesn't feel like a team dynamic at all. Like whatsoever. I think that's really what but gets Dylan, me. She's the one that gets the DNA tested and proves that they're clones. Oh yeah. By that lady with that big wad of cash. <laughs> I need this in two hours. The DNA tests came out, and your your DNA is identical. Yeah, and it's like the other part about it too. I don't I I don't like nitpicking plot holes because it feels annoying and cinema sinsy. 
Sorry to utter their fucking name on this Fuck them. show. Fuck CinemaSins. <laughs> um, and it's just a lot of this doesn't hold up under basic scrutiny. Like Will Smith seeing young him and being like, I don't, I don't want to think about it until basically he's forced yeah. to reckon with the fact that it's a clone. And she's like, did you uh, see that guy that looked like you? Or the fact that Clay Varis clones one of his, like, yeah, clones one of his former employees because he's like, he's the best damn soldier I've ever seen. Clones him, adopts him as his son, <laughs> raises him yeah. abusively, emotionally, but, like, also lovingly. Like, really fucked up. Literally, well, made him a killing machine. Totally. And sends him after the guy he was cloned from. And I don't know, it didn't seem like he was meant to discover that that was the guy that cloned him. It seemed like he was meant to kill him and then like ascend to, I don't know, ultimate supremacy because well, be- he killed the guy he was based on. They, when young Will like confronts Clive and says, why would you send me to do that job? Yes, his okay. response feels like an excuse. It feels like an excuse where he's like, yes. you needed to kill your darkness. And it's like, that doesn't seem like an actual excuse. It seems so, like you just did this for some reason. Yeah, I had it somewhere. But basically, like, I don't like in movies that um, here it is. Basically, young Will Smith goes, Junior is his character's name, says, why did you have to send me? And then Clive Owen goes, it was your darkness. You had to walk through this on your own. (laughs) And it's really funny when mediocre movies try to, like, directly confront a weird and unexplainable thing about the movie. Because I think in a writer's mind, they're like, if I just say what the audience is wondering, and then I give them a reason back an answer even if yeah. it's even if it's a bullshit answer from like an evil character then that plugs that hole or that explains it and it doesn't it's yeah. still dumb it's still I think ridiculous it, i think it makes it if they if he didn't say why i'd probably be okay with it i think giving it, giving it an actual reason makes it weird he also like the whole time clay the bad guy clive owens character has like the utmost respect for henry and like even right yeah. up until he gets shot in the face is like, you should really be flattered that I uh, that I cloned <laughs> you because you're the best. Yeah. Like he, it, yeah, it's so weird. He's like the weirdest bad guy, and he owns this like weird security corporation that he called Gemini even before he cloned his employee that he like drowned. Yeah, that's at one a wild to like wild try take. to cure him of his yeah. fear of drowning. Which can we talk about yeah. like? giving characters weird traits that don't tie in thematically, like having Well, Henry the Brogan drowning was just for that one drowning. scene. No, I know, but just because you come back to it doesn't justify it. And then making him allergic to bees so that later... That one, that one was specifically written so that he could shoot him and then do the, the thing, the pen. But think about that scene. He shoots him with bee venom so that he goes into anaphylactic yeah. shock. And then he gives him like an yeah. EpiPen essentially and is like, I had yeah. to be sure it was you. Also, now I'm on your team. It's like you yeah. had to be sure that the guy who looks exactly like you and has been tagging along with the same group of people and like said that you're – oh my god. Well, it just- for, well, okay. To be fair, to be fair for this movie specifically, mm. I think you do have to have those specific traits because – 
when Young Will is like interrogating him and he's like, you're allergic to bees. You hate this. You hate that. Like you have to have these things that the audience knows. You hate cilantro. You sneeze four times. It's like, yeah. How do you hate cilantro? First of all, everyone hates, everyone hates cilantro. That threw me in a wild spin of thoughts of like, but that's what does I'm he saying. actually think it's, that everyone hates cilantro? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's trying to ground this concept that's so wild and like, I don't know, man. Like, and I, I just lean into it. That's what I'm saying. I like to offer solutions when I tear something down, but I feel like if they had gone weirder with it and if they had gone, I don't know, in some other direction and just kind of acknowledge the fact that this is weird it would have felt better than if they tried to go for this like slick pseudo cool action flick. It's also pretty wild that I feel like it maybe shows its age a little bit where it is a government agency doing this where I feel like movies nowadays, the, the social commentary is a private company that's been contracted by the government to do shit like this. Cause mm. like the government doesn't really do shit like this anymore, but it's both. It's, it's the DIA trying to wipe out Will Smith because Gemini is like this private contractor who does their dirty work. I think it the is outdated. I yeah. thought they were a part of the DIA. Okay. No, no. Gemini is basically Blackwater surrogate. Um, uh, no, the outdated okay. thing about this is the bad guy has a plot to create super soldiers that he's going to use to essentially make war as efficient as possible. That doesn't feel outdated. God, yes it is. That seems pretty pretty regular for action movies these days. I no it is, but it's that's what I'm saying is it's such an overused device that it just I'm yeah, so sick of that's it. That's fair. Like, he's the best soldier we've ever seen as if that's like a thing that's in your blood. That's the other part that irks me is they're like Yeah, that one was weird. I was like, how is he He's got great instincts. Let's clone him cuz he's going <laughs> to be a great yeah. You know, like it gets in the yeah. nature versus nurture, but You're like, a killer. Oh yeah. my god! Like you really think you're just gonna like clone Will Smith and then yeah. because yeah he's a badass yes because he's just, Will Smith yes I don't know like what absolutely I think honestly most of the problems that I had with this would have been fine if this movie was worse because I would have enjoyed it more the movie is so subpar if it just got weird and did like crazy action and was kind of stupid yeah. I would have enjoyed this a lot more. Mm-hmm. Also, this movie just should have been a video game because it is a video. This movie is essentially like a video game. Yeah. It, all of this would fly in a video game environment, right? Like you wouldn't yeah. think it's mm-hmm. weird because in video games, people do this shit all the time. They clone people. They make super soldiers. Mm-hmm. They have plots for world domination. And it just yeah, feels classic. It feels outdated in 2019. I mean, it, it felt outdated weird. in 2019. It feels even more so in 2020. Um can we talk um, about that completely um, just useless and weird and awkward scene where Junior's like, uh, uh, I'm going to need you to strip to make sure that uh, uh, you don't have a wire. And then he's like all uncomfortable and awkward about her getting undressed, even though he's the one that's like making her strip, even though uh, like the wire could just be gross. in her clothes. And like at least they didn't, you know, really show her. And then he like feels her up. Well, yeah, and like I didn't know. I always ask myself, how am I supposed to feel? How is the filmmaker trying to get me to feel right now? And I couldn't figure out. What I don't the know. Fuck, I was supposed it to feel. It felt like a. To me, it felt like 
oh, let's get her to take her clothes off. Cool. Because, like, you're supposed to empathize with the bad guy. But but they didn't even show her that much. They saw they saw her take her shirt off, but it wasn't shot in, like, an over-sexualized way. It made me think of, remember that scene in Star Trek Into Darkness where Alice Eve yeah. is changing, and she's yeah, like, yeah. don't look. Uh-huh. And then fucking he Kirk looks. turns and looks with the Kirk camera, looks, yeah. and it's, like, this full-body shot of her yeah. in lingerie. And she's like, what? And everyone was like, yeah. JJ, what the fuck? Um, it would have felt like that, but it wasn't, it was shot like super modestly and junior's uncomfortable. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character is like completely in control of the situation. And she's like, you sound like you're from the South. And he's like, I was taught to respect my elders. And like, I didn't know (laughs) what the fuck I was supposed to feel that whole time. I'm like, this is weird. This is unnecessary. It just felt gross to me. Yeah, it felt gross and unnecessary. He seems as uncomfortable as I am. Was it just supposed to say that he's a kid? Is that kind of the point? Like he's he's young? Yeah, I think so. And then they get in the cab and she's like, cab, nice choice. And she's like, as if it's a smart thing for them to drive to, like the cat... Just layers of weird shit. Yeah, um, just yeah. We. <laughs> I will say, I I liked the locations. I thought um, like Cartagena was beautiful. Hungary was beautiful. There's a lot of really nice shots of cool old buildings and catacombs and shit like that that I really did enjoy. And yeah, the motorcycle chase scene was really colorful and it was exciting. And um, even though it felt like a video game, um, when they were kind yeah. of fighting on the motorcycles, it genuinely felt like, ooh, ha, he, huh. Like, there was, <laughs> there was excitement to it, you know? It's, th- there's, that's the thing is like, there's fun stuff. There's moments that are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two things here. Uh, when he goes to Mary Elizabeth Winstead's house to get her, mm-hmm. and he pours her coffee from a coffee pot that, has got to be just old, old ass cold coffee. Mm-hmm. And the moment I saw that, for some reason, my brain was like, "What? Why is he? Why is he doing that? That coffee is probably disgusting." Unless she just yeah. has hot coffee on the pot, no, <laughs> just in I, case somebody shows up. And <laughs> that's such a minor thing, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah, and I, I almost feel like if you're gonna have moments like that, like that's where I'd throw in some humor, where she'd be like. Because even later, there's a weird moment of humor where she's eating the crackers on the boat they stole. And, and it's so like, uncomfortable. He's and like, the- you know, there's a three years out of date. And she's like, oh, I didn't notice. You could have made a funny joke out of the coffee, too, where she's like, I made that coffee this morning. Like, that's a day old. And he'd be like, so? Like, just throw in a funny line. Like, they could build their, you know, rapport, whatever. Just It's literally like, this is cold. And he could be like, it's coffee. <laughs> It's really wild. Also, uh, the guy who gets murdered on the boat, his old pal with the the tattoo. Yeah, they all have the tattoo on his on wrist. Their wrist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought they were gonna kiss <laughs> when he. Dude, yeah, yes, there is some weird kissing action. <laughs> when Will Smith first got on the yacht, and they like came towards each other, and they were like, "It's good to see you," and I was like, "Yes, please do it." Because, like, that's the shit I'm here for is if, like, I don't know. I'd love to see that. Just so, like, uh, they don't even yes. remark on it. They just, like, Mwah, good to see they you. Kiss, yeah. <laughs> well, like, there was them. a weird, like, bump towards each other. And yeah. then they went in for the hug. I was like, Whoa, what the hell? Oh. Oh. When that guy gets killed, oh. though, he's wearing, like, slacks. 
which really threw me off. We'll set the scene. Set the scene. Um, he's on a boat with his hot uh, mistress in the middle of the ocean, tropical, nobody around. Um, and this is going to kick off my gripe with the costumes. I think the costumes in this movie are awful. And I've never had this thought about a movie before. I'm usually pretty chill. They're so forgettable. Completely Just forgettable. Just so weird. And he's wearing slacks, lounging on a boat in the middle of the ocean. At like midnight. Shorts, man. Yeah, shorts nothing. in a robe. Or Butt like naked. nothing. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. It's just really wild. And then... There's a scene where um, young Will is wearing this like charcoal polo that is just so weird. Not to mention the the uh, bike messenger guy who's in some like crazy colorful suit. Oh my god! No, he was in like lycra and stuff, and it's like you don't bike <laughs> yeah, messengers don't, or the maybe fuck? they do. I don't know. Don't, what do I know about bike messengers? I'm, but like, I don't think so. The, the costumes are oh, just that wild. lady. Just that lady from weird. the DIA, I didn't write her name yeah. down, but she's not great. Um, it's not Does a great script. Does she end script. up dying? Oh. I, I don't even remember what no, happened. to her. I don't think they ever came back to it. Will Smith, like, psychs her out with that phone call where he pretends like he sent people after her. I don't even know why he mm-hmm. made that call. Like, was there a reason for that? Oh, because he was like, how soon can you get young me here? And she was like, five minutes. And yeah, yeah, there was that whole thing, but it's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, again, a lot of weird shit that they didn't really play into like AMF adios motherfucker. An action yeah. line that like they coded, but didn't really like ever say when Will Smith at the end, when he shoots Clive in the face, should have been like it. adios motherfucker and yeah. just blown his head off. Like that would have been totally. awesome. Well, and I think, <laughs> I think this movie, I think they wanted to go for these like deeper themes of identity and like, you know, reconciliation and regret and like all this sort of stuff. And they wanted to go for all that kind of stuff. And that's fine and dandy and cool. But if you're picking that kind of melodramatic tone, yeah, you're shooting yourself in the foot for the rest of this where like it could have been <laughs> funny so and weird. it could have been weird and they could have just, yeah, they could have done like an 80s action throwback, a 90s action throwback. Had Will Smith in it with 90s Will Smith in it and done this like kind of crazy thing. And instead it's this overly serious thing. And like the ending fight with all like the security guards in that weird little town. It's pretty lame. Yeah. Why are they in a weird little town? Like why aren't they at Mm -hmm. like Gemini headquarters or the whole movie? They're in these beautiful locations and then they end it with this. For no reason. Dumb little like. It's very weird. Yeah. I f- the the AMF thing feels like the original script had him saying "adios, motherfucker" at the end, and then somebody got their hands on it. And was like, "Let's update this. Let's uh oh, we can do like an AMF. It's like a, a thing. Let's let's make this gentler. Let's blow off Clay Ferris's head gentler. Although, did you notice when he shoots him, a fucking firework goes off? Like when he shoots when he shoots Clive Owen in the head. <laughs> It's like, yeah. it's and the gun like, is like fireworky. Yeah. yeah, there's just sparks <laughs> everywhere. And I know they probably did that because otherwise you're going to see. Honestly, I, I'm kind of bummed I didn't get to see this in 3D because I feel like watching it in 3D would have been really fun, especially with the high frame rate and the weirdness. I feel like I, that would have been enjoyable. I wish I would. Yeah, I wish I was able to talk specifically about the format because all we can do now is speculate on the way it's downgraded for our viewing pleasure online. 
but mm-hmm. pleasure. The pleasure. Uh, there was <laughs> there was one line that I actually laughed at that for some reason today I thought was hilarious. Um, and it's when he gets off when Will Smith gets his ass kicked again and mm-hmm. Benedict Wong is like it's not every day that you see a guy get his ass kicked on two continents in one day or whatever. By himself, yeah. <laughs> By himself, yeah. And I was like, that's actually, that's a good line. That's what that, you need, the though. That like, the whole movie should have been like yeah. that. He should have been like, yeah. I gotta go kick my own ass. Like, there should have been lines like that in this movie. <laughs> Where are you going? I gotta go kick my own ass. Yeah, that would have been f- incredible. <laughs> <laughs> or no way, dude. Like, fucking Junior's, like, racking up a thing, and they're like, where's your next assignment, Junior? And he just turns, and with a deadpan face, he goes, I gotta go kill myself. <laughs> And they're just like, I kind of want. They're like, oh shit, buddy, do, do you want to talk about anything? He's like, no, no, no. There's like a no, 50, no. 51 year old version of me, and I gotta go kill him. Of me. I got a clone, but wait, no, I'm the clone, but I gotta kill. It's complicated. I'll be back. I gotta how go kill they, him. It really blows my mind. I don't know how they missed on this one because there's so much good shit in here that's just ripe for good action lines. <laughs> And I could, I could see Nick Cage. Could you imagine Nick Cage saying, "I gotta go kill myself," and then just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that that would be 2019's. Like, I gotta, I have to go steal the Declaration of Independence. It'd be like, like Nick, where are you going? I gotta go kill myself. Like, it would be on point. It would be. So we're we are gonna make Gemini Man two. And it's going to be absolutely nothing like this. It's going to be wild. (laughs) Gemini Gemini men. men. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it should have been called. Especially when, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, when third Will Smith shows up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When third Will Smith shows up. Bulletproof, can't feel pain, can't feel emotions. Will Smith, the third, shows up and like... It, Spider-Man's yeah. across this lame little town, bursts into this hardware then store becomes, that they somehow end up at, beats the ever-loving fuck out of the Gemini other two Will Man. Smiths, and that fight looked good. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it, yeah. like, I, I don't know what they did differently or if it, the choreo was good, but that looked great. And then they that ruined one, it where cool. the, he, like, they blow up the thing and set him on fire, and he gets up, and there's the slow-motion shot of him, and it's pretty badass for a second, but then Junior's shooting him with the shotgun, and in slow motion, he's yeah. like, they don't give it long enough to be badass before. He gets shot. The yeah. whole screen goes white. It fades. And he's like, <laughs> and then he like shoots him again. And he's like, <laughs> like uh, the weirdest really awesome. mishmash of tones. And I didn't know. I don't know. It's just so wild. It was a lot. It was a lot. Well, um, and my last thing, uh, clone Will Smith going to college and just being normal is not a thing. He was brainwashed from his birth by a psychopath to murder everyone. The fact that he just goes to college and is fine (laughs) and has friends and a cool sweater. I really wanted a plot twist where Junior shows up and he's holding hands with a guy and it just makes Henry question everything about himself he's like but wait if you're a clone of me and then it turns oh, into shit. a really big nature versus nurture question 
Um, <laughs> That's the cliffhanger. But if exactly. you're a clone of... Uh-huh. Then, yeah, lo- looks right in the camera. Um, I got a couple things. Uh, yeah, yeah, hit it, hit it, hit it. So when Clay Ferris shows up, when Clive Owen shows up in the hardware store and he's doing his final spiel where he's like weirdly like, you should be proud, man, to Will Smith. And he's like, yeah. this whole thing. Fuck, what um, the fuck? He walks up and he does one of the weirdest line deliveries. And I'm going to try to deliver this exactly how he does it. <laughs> And he, he comes in and he's sort of saying something about the clone program. And he goes, you know where I got the idea? Are you okay? And he says the first part, <laughs> the first part to Will Smith and the second part to Junior. You know where I got the idea? Are you okay? Like turns midline to him. And it's just like, are you okay? They don't even address it. They go back to what they're talking about. It's the weirdest what the hell? fucking thing, dude. It's also weird because it makes it seem like Anglia was like, you don't see young Will at first. And then and then you yeah. see him. Even though he's right there. <laughs> yeah. Even though he has just fought on a rooftop. Uh yeah. Well, shall we move on to our frames and our fools? Yeah. I just I think in terms of a roundup, this movie they tried to do so much in one shot. They you know, I've been writing this for 20 years, which does not a good script make. Um, a bunch of different people have tried to make this theirs, and it just hasn't happened. The concept is like they spent all this money on the gamble that people would turn out in huge numbers to see Will Smith fight a young version of himself. And but not even cool fight. That's the unfortunate part is they set it up as like cool fights it's just kind of okay. Exactly. And so the whole thing is weird because it, it, it fires off and it's kind of like, like, just go watch The Old Guard. Like, if you want to watch a badass action movie that, that came fun. out yeah. recently and, you know, isn't perfect but feels good, go watch The Old Guard. It's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, frames. You got frames. one? I, yeah, I got a few. Um, <laughs> I only have- so You go first. You go first. You only have one. I only have one, uh, and I'm really sorry to do this to you, but it's Will number three walking through the flames. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm stoked. Up. That sounds awesome. With this, like, okay. Yeah, because I saw that one. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the one. <laughs> um, there's a shot of someone's house. I can't remember what. <sighs> Excuse me. Somebody's house, and it's reflecting in a lake, and it's just really beautiful. Um there's a shot where mm. uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead walks into a beautiful library with like this rotunda and like windows and shit. Um, mm-hmm. Another shot of her walking nice. to that castle at night to meet up with Junior. Um, mm-hmm. Junior. There's a really good shot. I couldn't get that out of my head. Junior. 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 I couldn't get that out of my Junior. head when they kept saying Junior. it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Really good shot in the catacombs where it's like in the foreground is this skull that's on the stack of bones. And then in the background, you see Will Smith like pointing the gun at the flashlight. And then you see Junior laying on the ground and it just kind of encapsulates oh, yeah. everything. That By is the a way, good one. Um, that's the I'm best like, young Will looked when he's pointing the light at him. That looked astonishing. That one and yeah. when he's yelling at Ferris before they hug, those were yeah. fucking incredible. So kudos to them. Yeah. Um, I've been in the catacombs in Paris and yeah, very eerie places. So like also a cool place Sounds to set terrifying. an action scene. Um, but yeah, anyway, 
Um, there's a shot of Junior when at the castle when uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, jeez, I'm yawning. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead rolls me? up. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. And um, got me. And he's standing there, and he's like holding the pistol across his chest, and he like steps out of the mm-hmm. darkness, and it just looked really good. Yeah, um, that one's a good one. And then this one's a throwaway, but later on, during all the fighting and stuff, basically the minigun tears up the convenience store um, and then runs out of bullets. And there's that weird zoom in on the empty gun and the guy with the weird yeah. face mask and like the eye, eye the eyes, makeup, yeah. like the Batman. Mad Max yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, and then it hard cuts to Ferris and Junior on the roof and it's from the side and they're bookending the shot and it's so comedic unintentionally that I laughed out loud. I'm going to I'm going to go with the catacomb shot with the skull cuz I feel like it it's got both wills in it. It's got, you know, catacombs. Skull. <clears throat> okay, here's the big deal. question though. Who is our fool of the week? Old Will, mm. Young Will, Third Will, <laughs> or Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just out of like principle, I don't want to pick Will Smith just because there's so many of him. But I feel like I can't just, not yeah. pick him. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, some decent work went into this, right? Like, even though Will Smith looks really tired, no one really, there weren't Young like, Will. there weren't tantalizing bit roles. Like, Benedict Wong was fine. Clive Owen was fine. He could have been great. He had a couple good lines. He should have been much more like he should have been weirder. He should have had a cool place. Um, he did have a cool place. The the house in Columbia was really cool. But you, you don't really get to like his personality doesn't come through at all. It's like he's just kind of got a cool place. Yeah, and he's a guy no, with sure. a helicopter plane. <clears throat> Nobody steals yeah. the show, except for no one. really. Yeah. I think Young Will steals the show because he I think we, is. The Gemini <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Young Will feels right because, honestly, modern day Will Smith in this is just okay. But he looks like, like he's I about said, to sl- like smile a lot of the time. I noticed with his lips, I guess his like listening face looks like he's a- about to crack a smile, and I don't know. I couldn't figure out why it was Young. Yeah, Young Will. I mean, it's it's kind of like I said earlier, the. The thing about a movie like this is the focus is going to solidly rest on the thing that made this movie take so long to make and the thing that is all their hopes and dreams that they were pinning all this shit on. So young, yeah. fresh prince, flat top will. <laughs> like, I think, yeah. the, I think that's the only answer, Hell right? Yeah. Like, that's the only answer. Yeah. It's not a, it's not really a tricky one. Answer. It's just kind of like, uh, the obvious one. Yeah, there's, kind of. there's no wild cards in this. No. There's no wild card picks at all. Not really. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, friends. Oof, uh, we did it. We did Gemini Man. We yeah. got through it. Uh, next week, we're going to watch something else. I <laughs> don't quite know what it is yet. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe something to contrast <laughs> this. Maybe a doppelganger maybe two a, for. A doppelganger movie, yeah, something could like fun, that. Could be fun. Ooh, we, yo, we could watch Face Off, even though that's not a doppelganger movie. That's kind. It's kind of got that same energy. 
Because he steals his face. It's what you want it to be. It's what you wanted this to have. It's, it's like a weird. <gasps> yes. Like, yeah. Freaky. This should have been face off. Damn. Oh, Maybe. Face off. Awesome. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All well, right. People. We'll figure that shit out. The- I'm going to, I don't know, get more sleep or something. <laughs> Yes, we're both very tired. Uh, but thanks for listening. We very much appreciate everything that you do for us, which is just putting your your headphones on and listening to our show. Mm. Uh, we're on Instagram and all that good stuff, uh, Apple Podcasts, the whole shebang. Uh, make sure to check out the Instagram for Henry's frames and his fools and all of his beautiful drawings. Till next time, Gemini men. Ha ha ha!